Hello again, listeners, subscribers, viewers, and people who just caught us for the first time today. I'm Top Toes, and this is the Oh Those Toes podcast. And with me virtually in the studio, uh, you may know her as my usual co-host, uh, but today she is my guest, the lovely Annie. <laughs> well, this is weird. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Top Toes. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for letting me have a show. <laughs> um yeah okay well i uh i'm not really sure what to expect today uh you know uh, you're just gonna take over and i'm just gonna play along (laughs) well for uh you know what two and a two change years however long we've been on the air now uh we've been a a set of co-hosts having our own guests but I realized there's a lot that our audience and even me for as long as I have known you that I want to know and I want our audience to know and I thought let's turn this podcast on its head a little bit let's um and usually when we have a guest you're the one with questions so that's really turning things on its head and you know Let's see what happens when I interview you. But, you know, I fucking talk so damn much. What what could you possibly not know that I don't disclose already? Like, I'm an open book. In fact, I... Well, it's not a question... It's, it's by far not a question of me wanting to drag out anything that you've... Ne- you know, that you're not comfortable saying or, you know, that's well, no, more but- risque or anything of that nature. Not at all. No, but you could ask me even those. I mean, you could ask me the most personal things in the world and I would answer them for you, obviously. Uh, So I, I I mean, that's not a problem. That's never been an issue. I just, you know, I want to see where this is going. I'm interested. (laughs) You know, we, um, we met, I don't even know if we can count anymore. How many years ago online? Somewhere around the summer of 16, maybe? Yeah, it was so, six years, yeah. Yeah, it's around six years ago. Um, and besides being one of my absolute best friends and my partner on the podcast, you're still one of my favorite foot models in this scene. Um, oh. And I don't know that we've really talked about you as a foot model, so I kind of want to get into that. Um, so... And I, maybe we've talked about this a little bit, maybe way the heck back in episode one. Um, but which came first, the foot fetish world or the uh, the the Instagram social media world? Um, well, the foot fetish came first, but I wasn't a part of any type of community. So, I, I mean, I, I my husband and I indulged in foot fetishy things for a number of years before we started social media. Like, so, like yeah. basically our entire marriage. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think you have told me and maybe told the audience a bit that, you know, like your relationship with him or your meeting him was almost predicated on his foot fetish. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. 
I mean, he still says he would have never married me if I didn't have cute feet. So I'd known him for a year. I'd known him and of him for a year before he showed any interest in me. And it, but it wasn't until he saw my feet that he was like, oh, gosh, like, I got to get at those. <laughs> but then you, that never really launched you into the, the foot fetish scene. You know, you weren't. Um, I wasn't I, I in the scene. No, I wasn't in the foot fetish scene. We we engaged and we indulged, um, you know, but privately. Um, and everyone around us kind of knew he had a, a thing for pretty feet. Um, we never officially labeled it as a foot fetish with other people, but I knew he was, was a foot fetishist. Yeah. But I, I didn't um, get into any kind of fetish scene until um, until Instagram, really. That's why it's home base, Instagram, because yeah. that's where that's what launched my <laughs> fetish model career. <laughs> so fast forward us to there. Um, do you you still don't get it? You still don't jump on Instagram into the right into the foot fetish world, do you? No, I was, um, I was getting sort of weird propositions on my vanilla page for six months to a year. Um, and I just thought it was like, just people kind of being funny. Like, I didn't really, I didn't even dive into that rabbit hole then. Like, I remember, uh, somebody commenting something about like, they could be my foot bitch and our, and our slaves. Um, and I tagged my husband in and I said, look, honey, we can have our own slave, but I, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't really think anything of it. And it wasn't until somebody like pursued me aggressively to buy my socks that I was like, why is this guy doing this? Like, is this guy serious? Like, that's a lot of money for a pair of fucking socks in general, like, let alone, dirty stinky socks and then I was like why right because I'm so curious so then I was like why why does this guy like I don't understand why this guy wants my socks so bad so then I researched a little bit and then that's when I was like okay well if this guy wants my socks so bad then I'm just gonna sell them on eBay because that's where we sell things (laughs) it was it it was until eBay decided they weren't gonna do uh, anything that could be construed as being later used for adult purposes and also, I think, shied away from significantly used, worn items. Yeah, and it wasn't um, until after all the eBay warnings that I then proceeded to open up my Instagram. Like, so, I, so I did fetishy things on eBay before Instagram. Fetishy things on eBay. Yeah, that always struck me as odd because it's <laughs> like I don't think of I don't think of eBay as being a social community. Um so oh no god i had so much fun on ebay i had a guy once um give me his ebay like i was part of financial domination and didn't realize what financial domination was and um and i had a man give me his ebay login and password and i would go bid on my own stuff and like every time he said something or did something where he was like, oh, my God, you know, your feet are gorgeous or whatever, or your socks are amazing or whatever. I would go and bid and like and then he pay and then he'd pay them. Then he would pay hundreds of dollars for my for my socks that I bid on myself. <laughs> so, 
I, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I didn't quite understand it at the time, but it was so much fun. And then they shut me down because somebody, um, some bitch bid like $26,000 on my songs. Oh, God. Um, and then, uh, and then they like, uh, uh, reported my account and got shut down. And his didn't get shut down because he said that somebody had hacked into it and made these ridiculous bids. So, no, God. And yeah, then, and then it's your IP on the, on the hack. So, another reason they screwed you over yeah then i that's why i went to instagram though if it wasn't for that i probably wouldn't have gone on to instagram and the rest is history yeah um, i don't think you knew that story i mean i've mentioned ebay before but I don't yeah think- you had no no yeah i was not aware of the uh the ebay as a financial domination platform that's that's really <laughs> interesting actually now see things that I'll, after all these years i still don't know about you um and so that brings us to the original Latina cutie toes. Oh gosh, I miss her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure. I want to say I miss her. Yeah, it's always a shame that you know we lose pages and we have to start over, and you lose followers, and you there are probably some people you never catch back up to again when you lose a page. But I want to say that um, any podcaster and any cutie are closer to my friend i think over the years i i'm seeing what you're doing now is is closer to the you i know um but also what you're doing now is miles and miles away from 2016 for sure you know now you've got your own dedicated photographer uh you've you've known him for a long time haven't you around a little bit (laughs) for those who don't know he's been actually been on the show before uh you know we've called him mr any any's husband uh mr lift or um his photography page is bottom drawer photos and um he is really coming into his own as a very very talented and very artsy fetish photographer pretty much uh, staying in the foot world but you know and now you, what you're doing with your page is kind of a lot influenced by what he's shooting. And I think you you go back and forth between stuff you shoot yourself, you know, the, the, the well, more cheery, um, this is my pedicure and things of that nature. Um, and then some, you know, a little bit of a, at least in the captions, a little bit of a dominant thread, which is always fun to read. And then, you know, his photography and his, his look and angle on you and it, it changes things again. Well, I would, I think I would post more like everyday things if I wasn't so afraid of Instagram shutting my page down. So I, I, I don't post very much on Instagram anymore because of that. But I, I really wish that I could because I have a ton of stuff that I just don't post because of that. So any posts that I make on Instagram has to be sort of um, either not foot related, like when I do my nails or my fucking coffee or whatever. Or if it is foot related, it has to be um, like almost overanalyzed to make sure that it's not going to be flagged or deleted or reported or, you know, whatever. Um, And so I save my pose for the really good things, which is usually when my husband has taken the time to set up the 
proper lighting and backdrops and you know and using the actual camera as opposed to my my iPhone but um so and then I and then of course I post when we have events like when we do group events then I definitely post then so that's what the majority of my page is now whereas the Latina Cutie Toes page that was just me like every single day like what's yeah. on my feet today which I really miss yeah, it was it was a, a foot fetish version of the outfit of the day type of uh, page. Exactly. Yes, which I can't do anymore, and I don't. It's do- a shame because that's so vanilla when it comes down to it. I don't know why that kind of stuff gets you flagged, but then we'll never know because I just did. You saw the uh, the Monster March um, event, right? You weren't part oh, of it, but gosh. you saw it. I really regret not being a part of that because that looks so good. All those pictures came out amazing and so bliss and i were uh tapped to do because it was it was an interesting thing it was um all the classic universal horror monsters and everybody chose one so there was no overlap and bliss and i did our take on the invisible man and we shot things that should in no way get past the censors ever except half of our bodies were invisible God, that was... everything is implied and then you just see an empty bed through and behind and god that was so sexy though that was like mouth-wateringly sexy because you see like her garter belt and you see the actual curve of her body but you don't get to see her body which is like super enticing i loved it you guys did such a great job at that uh so i regret not doing it because um i know we talked i tried to get in it last minute but you know, for whatever reason. And so what was left over was the hunchback or no, it's not the hunchback. Yeah, the, 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 hunch, the hunchback slash Igor. Right. That character. Uh, Frankenstein's assistant. And, yeah. um, or, um, Jekyll uh, and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. So I wanted to do Jekyll and Hyde and I was going to do two versions of it. One was going to be <clears throat> in a lab coat, white nylon, like very kind of, doctorish obviously Um, white nylons uh lab coat you know very kind of professional looking Uh, and and you're it's still bordering on that sort of fetishy nurse thing which is so classic and then the other shoot i was gonna go full like zombie like full like full ugly makeup and full like kind of monsterish um with different color nails dark like the complete opposite of the other and then i was gonna do half of my body on one side and half of the body on the other and then put it together so i was gonna do the same exact pose yeah merge them into one picture that sort of photoshop editing that i i screwed around with which involved me taking pictures of the empty bed but still trying to get those body recesses in there um, I don't know how you did that. I meant to ask you that. But... A lot of it was a lot was some good dumb luck, and a lot of it was the way. E- even though I was erasing the body, the um, the bed sheet was already pulling around the part of the body that I was erasing, so it, the exteriors created those those pull lines. Uh... It really just worked out. So it looked like the dent, the indentation on the bed. Right. Uh, made so- sure the bed, had, the bed had some good rumple so that wherever that indentation kind of stopped, I could just sort of blend it together. So good. That's really good. That's my favorite so far. 
<laughs> yeah, had a lot of fun with that. Um, but it does, it, it brings me back around to what I'm saying with you, which is, you know, your stuff uh, and your stuff with Bottom Drawer, getting getting artistic. And, and then also you've, because you're not posting as much, I'm seeing a lot more of you from our friends in the, in the photo editing community, which is always cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do have, um, a lot of people that take my, my photos and kind of make them their own. I get a lot of stuff sent to me too, that I really wish I could post, you know, like their edits with the, with the giant test, but you know, I feel like the giant test community has it even, even harder than we do. Mm. The foot fetish community. I'm also noticing from just our, our viewer feedback that the giant test community uh, loves us. And we put out that question, what would you like to hear? It was kind of, wasn't going to be, you know, a topic for an event, an episode as much as, um, you know, just giving us what's the direction, what things hit and what things miss. And our giant test fans uh, love our podcast or our podcast fans want to want more from the giant test community. Which I thought we, you know, we gave that a whole month. Not saying that that's all it should be limited to, but it's it's amazing that they're still clamoring for more. Right. I thought like maybe we did a little bit too much. I thought, oh man, we've given them enough. Like, you know, people are going to be sick of it by now. But no, no. So yeah. let me ask you that because how I know it's it's become one of your your favorites. You know, as sort of a. a a subset of the community how how did the how did you find it or the how did the giantess community find you for you to become interested in that that was actually one of the first um one of the my very first experiences that i had sort of playing online with someone um so early on i think even before before i met you um there was a gentleman that reached out to me and asked um, if he could order, you know, a special set of pictures. And he was very specific as to what he wanted. And of course, in the beginning, I mean, I still ask questions, but in the beginning, I poked and prodded every brain that I could about the fetish. Like, well, why do you want this pose? Like, what is it about this pose? But and why, what does it do? And they would be like, well, I don't really know that you want to hear. And, and our giant test guys are very, um, very very sweet and very polite and very you know um if i ever get a dick pic it is never from a giantess uh a macrophiliac so well maybe uh, it's just a really really tiny one and you didn't realize <laughs> it was a todd i didn't know that's what it was <laughs> it was the letter i <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah so so he was like well i don't think that you want to know you know what uh, you know what it does and I'm like no I that's exactly like feel free like be I mean like you need to be an open book you need to tell me everything like I'm I'm listening and then he kind of explained it to me and uh you know he kind of became my friend and then he would do these little things where he would say like oh hey like I just showed up at your door like what happens next and then like it was just I got a chance to be so creative um and I'd never done it before what I didn't it's like realize, writing a children's book in real yes. time. Yeah, exactly. But what I didn't realize, and then I would send him pictures. Um, like we had this like long game going, like where 
uh, when I was shutting off or, or logging off for the night off of Instagram, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to bed. I'm going to put you in my underwear drawer. And then I take a close up of like some lingerie and then send it to him. And he'd be like, okay, I'm going to be sleeping here. You know, it was like really, really fun because there wasn't anything I didn't know at the time that it was, you know, he was like jerking off on the other end the whole time. I just like, so it wasn't sexual to me at the time. Mm. Um, it was you, just fun. It, it, it was non bothersome because of maybe because you were a bit naive about it, or at least because he wasn't so overt about it. Right. Yeah. But all of the above. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, but I was. It was really naive is the best word to describe it because I didn't realize that I spent a shit ton of time with this guy that I should have been billing him for. You know, like, or, or at the very least, all the pictures and shit that I sent, you know, but but I think we're all like that in the beginning. Anyone that starts a fetish type page that where we don't actually understand the fetish, um, we just get, like we just give things away for free. Like guys would ask me all the time, like, hey, um, so I, I'd like to buy a pair of shoes. Can you send me a picture of all your shoes? And then I can choose which ones I want. And I'd be like, oh, sure. Mm. You know, and then I'd send 60 pictures, not realizing, shit, I just spent an hour taking pictures of my shoes for this guy. And he's not buying anything. He's just fucking jerking off to my pictures. <laughs> so so time and experience, I mean, really, we do become cynics over time, for sure. We do. But I'm glad that you <laughs> weren't always cynical. Um, <laughs> I didn't start out that way, no. <laughs> no, and it, it reminds me of something you said earlier. Reminds me of one of our earliest interactions, and um, I think we'll take a quick break, and I'll I'll bring it back around to that when we uh, when we get back. And we're back, and uh, so before the break, I was something you said about you know how that first interaction with that that uh, macrophilia guy kind of and you were asking him because you wanted to know, you know, what was it about this? What was it about that? And it reminds me of one of our first interactions, not, not first, but a little, you know, first of us really, yeah, a little, little farther along, we're actually talking about things and it, 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 it's a testament to who you are and how you want to know things because you were like, you know, what's your favorite pose? I'm like, what's my favorite pose? I get as bored of the dumb questions that models send me as you of the dumb questions that, you know, interested or not interested buyers send you, you know, it's like, what's your favorite pose? Well, you know, if I only posed, posted one pose, I'd run a very boring page. And if I only liked one pose, I'd be a very boring person, but I was able to sort of, um, narrow it down to a favorite pose you did and you you grilled me like one to figure out how to get the pose right and two what was it about that pose <laughs> and for a while, asked... we did a whole bunch of pictures of it with uh the hashtag the top toes pose and unfortunately people wanted to get in on it and they really didn't figure it out as much as you did but you you created this sort of signature I want to call it a soul, soul's pose, i.e. that we're looking at the bottom of your foot, but it wasn't really soul specific. It was ball of the foot ball forward, the toes foot. slightly spread. So you had this, it created a really deep line of the arch. It created a really 
thick meaty ball of the foot it, it had some toe spread it just kind of it it created a whole bunch of different and the way we talk about it now it enhanced every curve of your foot in one single pose and then the nylons really um help with that because they accentuate everything and then they kind of push the toes kind of together so there's a forced like yeah, so even though you're toe spreading, it's not, yeah. it's so not, it's not like fingers apart. It's just right. yeah, it's just a little bit, just yeah. enough separation of each toe so you can see that there's nylon between each. Also, you know, nylon and light play. So the, you know what I call the that sheen word? on that creates even more three-dimensionality of the picture. I call it the, um, like, the forced toe-sucking pose. <laughs> I almost because... think it looks a little more like forced, like feet and toes over the nose. Because for me, if if I was to look at a photo and saying this is saying suck my toes, it would be toes very full. Toes I can almost see the toenails. This is a little more up. Like this is the forced put your foot in my face pose. Right, like like the nose pinching. Yes, uh, yes, pose. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't even know if I even admitted to that when you asked me at the time, but we did have <laughs> felt like a day is multiple days discussion on this but it it's well, always kind of indecisive about it i mean I've asked i was a little indecisive as well but we kind of we figured it out but it it always amazed me how much you wanted to know <laughs> i think i may have asked you like which is the one that gets your dick the hardest <laughs> well yeah sometimes you are one to just put things in those sorts of terms absolutely <laughs> And yeah, that makes it a little more crass. You just wanted to know what gets your audience hard. But it, <laughs> it says more, or at least I'm trying to make you sound really sweet. Oh, really? Why? Well, you know, but like you, know you what always... gets the hard. That is pretty sweet. <laughs> True enough. Touche. You've always wanted to know, like, even though you, you've been dating slash married to a foot fetishist forever. You know, six thousand years or so, or, or ten. I don't know. <laughs> um, you you do always want to know. You want to know, and that's I mean that's why we do this. You want to know your audience. You want to know. You want to know what makes them tick. You want to know the interesting things you didn't know. You want to know the interesting kinks you didn't know, and then suddenly try to develop them all. You you've always had this amazing natural curiosity, which is why you're always the one asking the questions during our podcast and why I wanted my opportunity to do this. I do ask a lot of questions and, you know, sometimes um, like somebody asked me recently, um, how do I come up with the questions and ideas for the podcast? And I'm like, I don't really come up with questions. Like I don't have a set of, I mean, there are some, some basic things that we, you know, we, Oh, things Always we want to cover with every guest. Well, right, we'll yeah. cover them with you as well. Um, but usually my questions are not, I haven't thought about them. I, you know, they don't come up until we're talking about it. Like, you know, like friends over coffee and, you know, a friend telling me a story and I ask a bunch of questions. I, I know I'm a little nosy. <laughs> but it's good. It works. And it's you, that natural curiosity is something I've always enjoyed about just knowing you as a person. And it definitely is a, a good part of why our podcast is as good as it is. 
or at least as good as we think it is, as good as everybody tells us it is. Um, you gas us up, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, now I'm in the, I almost feel like you, when we talked about this, you're like, ooh, I'm in the hot seat. I feel like I'm in the hot seat because I have to actually, like, come up with things to ask you. And that's uh-huh. hard because you know me. <laughs> I I do. You know, and there's I, not much to get to know. <laughs> and, and in my mind, the way this is going is the things about you I want our audience to know, even if I might be asking you something or getting something out of you that that I know, I think our audience deserves to know you a little better. Um, and that's why I decided to do this. But... Um, yeah, because I think... M- you know, on our our guests and on the podcast, mostly I'm any the podcaster. I I, I think as of late, like I be, I almost never really mentioned too much about my life as a fetish model. I guess I don't know. Yeah, my yeah. quote unquote career. I'm saying career in quotes because um, a, our friend uh, Buddy Socks, um did send me a list of a bunch of questions to answer for him and it it made me uh really think about things that i hadn't thought about in a long time oh i hadn't even thought about that that you recently gave an interview (laughs) so i'm like wait what's good what's happening here like i'm all gassed up this month (laughs) yes well you know what i it's um it's your birthday month uh, actually, I think this episode drops and it's your birthday. Um, so, you know, why shouldn't you be the star this this one time? You know, I talk a big game about like, being an attention whore. But then when I get it, I'm like super embarrassed and like, I just want to run and hide. <laughs> like, it's it makes me feel really... Um, I know some type of way. <laughs> okay. Well, um, <clears throat> I know we talked about the, the page deletions, um, but, and I know you're, you're always a good one for congratulations, congratulating people when they hit milestone numbers of followers. And it's, it's uh, tempered with losing a whole bunch of followers at a time, which, which kills you. And then you grow it back, but you do still celebrate, you know, reaching those plateaus and, you, I don't know if you love having a huge number of followers and knowing that you're that popular, or if you just love the people who you're uh, interacting with. Um, so I made, uh, I came to a conclusion one day, I think in the last couple of years, actually, that um, people don't actually see your value unless you have a really high number of followers. And while that has never actually been the goal, like I don't really keep track of it. And I don't like, like, uh, I think if I did, then I would be doing a lot more shout outs. And I think I would be reaching out to all of the pages, all the shout out pages to post me and all this stuff. So Anytime I shout out a friend, it's because I genuinely like their picture or I'm trying to support them because they're having a bad day or, you know, something like that. Um, Anytime you see me thank a shout out page, it's because they've chosen to shout me out and I appreciate it. I I don't reach out to them for shout outs at all. Mm. Um, But I know the, the different ways that I'm treated when I have 
a hundred followers versus 10,000 followers or 30,000 followers. Um, people just interact with you differently. Like they're very dismissive when you have a very small number. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think the shout out pages that have, you know, 22 followers and still shout me out. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Because, you know, it's not going to do wonders for my numbers. It really doesn't matter, but I, but I appreciate that they do it anyway, you know? So, um, I don't want to make them feel like they're have zero value just because they have a small following or whatever. So, and I've always said quality over quantity is so, I mean, I will take a hundred really good followers over, you know, a hundred thousand that are just not liking, not commenting, not responding, not buying, you know? So I have a good few thousand followers that are very loyal and I appreciate that. And that's, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yeah. But I do yeah. celebrate other people's milestones because they're, you know, they work really hard. Like there are people that work really hard at, you know, at increasing the numbers and then they lose their page and it's so shitty. It's so shitty. It is. And yeah, that, that the follower number is a, is a mark of, of status or as a mark of having been here for a while. Like if you could have the number you would have had if the Latina cutie toes page still existed, it would more properly represent, you know, what is not your value in the community because your value has been the same no matter whether it's been one follower or a hundred thousand followers, but your your influence in this community, you know, you are you've been here for a good long time, you know what you're doing, you do quality things, you're an asset to the community, you're now a different kind of celebrity in the community as you know as the podcaster if, if you were could still recombine all the many times you've had to start over that would that number would represent you a lot better as you know well other things do the the verified page now Instagram yeah i feel like that. that i i had to um on my profile i wrote like established in 2016 because um, then all the scammers come out, you know, and then they start sending yes. me things like, I could really hit, help your page grow. Just send 10,000 pictures and $500 to this cash app. <laughs> like, uh, most of those are bots anyway, so they aren't even looking at your profile. But so I'm like, uh, let me teach you a thing or two, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, but I... Um, I, I definitely like a higher number of followers just because um, I get more interaction that way. And, um, you know, and the more people post me, the more new people that I meet. And I just, I'm going to just give a shout out to Sloan Feet because I didn't realize that I had lost her since the last time I lost my page. And that's, I think that's the worst part of it. One is yeah. all of that work, but then I, I feel like all I of the friends I'm once. following. And she's she's a really sweet person. I feel like I lost her once, and I, I like when I found her again. I opened a conversation with her, and um, you know, really actually got to know her in a really random conversation. Just things came up, like, oh my god, yeah, wow, okay, cool, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wasn't following her because I can't ever. 
that's the other problem with page deletion and other people's page deletions too. But yeah, when your page gets deleted, it's not that you don't have your 60,000 followers anymore. It's also, you don't have the, the 20,000 fo- people you had been following or whatever. Right. That number yes. is. Yeah. But it's just terrible for the community as a whole because you lose track of people. And then people get really offended, you know, like they, they'll see your new page and they'll be like, Oh, she unfollowed me. And I'm like, I have to clarify. I don't unfollow. I didn't unfollow people. I just lost my page and forgot to like go and search for you and follow you again. You know, like, and then sometimes we, you have to change our names, you know, and part of the, it's just Instagram. It's just, Oh my gosh. It is, but we're still there. I'm you're playing around on Twitter some, and I think I'm a little heavier on Twitter these days. And I don't know. We we have FetLife accounts. We're not. Oh shit! Yeah, we're not doing a lot there. <laughs> uh, are you still um, doing a lot on Reddit, or did that kind of fall off? Um, I go through phases. So like one week I'll be super active on it, and the next week I won't, and the next week I will. But I pretty pretty, I go back to it pretty regularly. Yeah, semi regular on. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna say it's daily, but definitely like, yeah. I definitely check it regularly. Um, Twitter for me has been, um, is more of, um, I post like slightly riskier stuff, like things that I can't post on Instagram and things involving sales and customs and things like that. Um, but then I also do, um, an Ennies roulette where I, yeah, I, I enjoy that roll, like scroll through my phone. Like I just go like, I open my albums and I scroll up and down a couple of times and then wherever it lands on, I mean, assuming it's not a picture of, you know, my, my family or something, um, then I just post it. Like, so wherever it lands on, that's what I post. And then if somebody retweets it, I'll run the roulette again and post more. So, Oh, so I, I believe uh, earlier today, I just triggered a repost. You might have to, or, yeah, I'm have to go uh, run yeah. that roulette again. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, that's, really that's the problem. You, you you land on nylon a lot, which means I'm going to re- retweet you on Twitter. And I could basically keep you busy for a day if you don't land on bare feet. <laughs> oh, I do have a lot of nylon. I do. I do. I got I get complaints either way that I post too much nylon or that I don't post enough. That's the, Thankfully, that's the only complaint I don't have to deal with because it's obvious to anyone who at least uh, has a vague understanding of the English language that I'm a nylon page, but oh yes, I've heard that from everyone. Um, I think my favorite was our friend uh, Soft Soul Queen saying, "Because of you, I don't get any likes on the uh, the, the barefoot." But, <laughs> then when, but then when it's six nylon in a row, she gets angry people saying, "Why don't you post barefoot?" But then they don't get any likes. So, yeah. No matter what you're doing in a in a posting situation, somebody the the angry other half is not going to dig on it. It's and... almost like they want us to pick whether we're going to be a nylon page or a or just a barefoot page. But I'm like, I'm a foot fetish page, so I post, and I think that's what's changed since Latina Cutie Toes is that. Latina Cutie Toes was all feet. And for a long time, it wasn't face. It was just feet. Yes. Um, and now um, in the Any Cutie page, it's not all feet. It's sort of different kinds of fetishy things and normal everyday things. But we have to do it that way. We have to trickle in like 
we have to drop a few like non-fetishy things so that Instagram doesn't delete us for being a fetish page. Mm. That is yeah. that is true. Yeah. Not not something that my format really has the option to do, but um you know, I've yeah. I've been I've been oddly thinking about uh, the impending deletion of the top toes and hose page and what I will do and I think I already have my plan. Don't jinx uh, yourself. <laughs> I, I, the writing's on the wall. I mean, I've been I've been around too long, and I've been I've had too many takedown notices. Although I always say, challenge them all, and I I had at least one out of the last five challenges come through in my favor. But it's always obnoxious when stuff gets deleted, and like the the two things on either side of it don't know the same thing. It's like this is so just absurd. Yeah, but the page is not posting any kind of face. Uh, it's like they have a brighter red flag on them, you know. Yeah, that's true. So, and unfortunate for a lot of you know our people who, yeah, they they want they're involved in the foot fetish community and don't necessarily want to be out to anyone who happens to roll by their page and see their face possibly know them in the real world yeah and i i don't um i mean everybody kind of knows what i do um it's not a big secret what i do keep secret sadly and that's also the thing i love the most is this podcast because i say i'm so open on it and i say so many things that wouldn't normally say like over brunch with my girlfriends yeah you know, like, <laughs> um, right. yes, they, they go, oh, here's, things, here's a picture of all of any's feet. Okay, that's weird, but it's you know, it's a page full of pictures of her feet. That's not the same as listening to you and some of the, the stories we will tell on the air, yeah. And they, and I think that because they're not, fe- then this is for the girls that are not my friends that are not fetish, the ones that are fetishy. Oh, god, we exchange fucking all kinds of shit all the time, but the ones that are not fetishy and slightly more judgmental you know um i those those people i tend to you know i'm really trying to hide the podcast from that and my kids especially on youtube you know i have an adult uh male child and a teenager and i really don't want them coming across mom's face and going what's wait is that mom you know and then yeah and then popping open the the episode where we're talking about foot jobs and vajankles and <laughs> i was just uh looking through our uh, just our stats in, in one platform just at random today and oh my god the episode oh, i think it was episode eight this season Foot fetish fantasies, like three times the views of anything else we've done. Really? Uh, episode four of this season. So three, season three, episode four. Foot fetish fantasies. Um, I think on Anchor alone, it's seven hundred views or listens, and it's just like so drastically different. Double, yeah. double the next best, anywhere near it. Not necessarily the next best overall, but anywhere near it, double. And I think mainly that's just out of title i think you're gonna find i'm i'm glad they stuck around and listened to the whole thing but i don't know that a an episode is popular because it's good all the way through because i don't know that they know it's good all the way through once it's good all the way through their listens already registered you know 
Well, you know, it's like the, um, the, let's just say the podcasts that shall remain unnamed who use fetishy things to draw in their audience, but then they don't actually talk about fetishy things. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll do an ass twerk or a quote unquote foot cam. And then they don't actually talk about feet or ass. They're just talking about everyday kind of boring stuff. Mm. Um, It's just, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, Clickbait. It's it's clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. It's clickbait. And we tend not to do that. No. So we rarely put up a very salacious title unless it just happens that we have a very salacious topic, in which case, what else are we going to call it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. When we do an episode on what's your crazy foot fetish fantasies, we're not going to call it uh, going to the grocery store with grandma. Right. (laughs) But that's what I love about our podcast is that it may not have the highest numbers as far as, you know, views or listenership or whatever as other podcasts, but that's because, you know, we're, we're, um, x-rated like we're adult non not safe for work so we're not advertised anywhere really and um we don't push it on people so i feel like and we don't do clickbaity kind of shit so i feel like our podcast like when people listen they're actually listening like it's a thing is by its nature it's limited interest and as much as i would love for people who aren't the foot fetish community to come in and listen to us and learn about our community it's it's our goal. I mean, we are evangelists of the community. That's not going to happen at random. We're advertising it amongst our foot fetishists. Mm-hmm. It, on a podcast platform or even on YouTube, you got to be searching for something that lands you on us. Right. We're not likely We're to not be just gonna come suggested. Across. Right. Yeah. It's not like, you know, the, the 50 crime podcasts that I listen to because they just kind of popped up out of nowhere and I go, oh, what's that? You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, and yes, maybe if you're in the other, if you're listening to other fetish podcasts, but you know, you're not getting suggested ours after watching a video tutorial on how to fix your Porsche, even though that dude with the Porsche might really dig feet. <laughs> <laughs> he might really love uh, pedal pumping. Pumping. <laughs> He, he might. You know what? That's something we haven't talked about much, and I'd love to get on to get to. We got to find somebody who's like the queen of pedal pumping and get them on. But on the idea that we, um, you know, we are a kinky podcast for kinky people by actual kinky people, and we're not just faking it. When we come back from this break, I think it's time to talk about some kinky stuff with you. Uh oh, not pedal pumping. <laughs> if that's one of your kinks. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. And if you're tuning in, how do you tune in in the middle? You know, it's not like television. But if for some reason you were in a coma up until now, uh, my guest in the studio is Annie, also known as Annie Podcaster, Annie Cutie Toes, Annie Cutie, Latina Cutie Toes. Uh, Did I miss any? (laughs) Um... Most of the identities you've had, uh, usually known as my podcast partner, um, my uh, my host for a week uh, in May uh, when I come see you, which is going to be amazing. It is super Uh, excited. (laughs) Yes, yes. My 
my very good friend and uh, and traveling partner in this crazy road through the fetish community that uh, we call the Other Stones podcast. Um, and we were talking about how we keep the podcast real, no clickbait. We're uh, we're fetishy people. We're in the community ourselves. We're doing stuff. Um, you know, I've been doing more photography lately than anything else, which has been fun. Um, and I, I do want to know about like your process. We talked about how it's changed, how you used to be, you know, here's a, here's a moment in the life of Annie's feet. Uh, and that didn't really work for the Instagram sensors, but now that you're um, doing say more staged shots, you have a better way to describe that. No, well, now yeah. And now that you're doing There's a lot studio. more working with a photographer. Right. Right. So the photography is a new venture and or somewhat new venture in my in my husband's hobbies. And I know that the the side that our listeners and followers see are his fetishy, right? But he's not trying to be a fetish photographer. Um it just kind of things fall into his lap and he likes <laughs> to take pictures. <laughs> literally. Um and, uh, and he likes to take pictures. So, you know, and he, he practices his craft and he uses me as a, as a model and in his muse, quite honestly. And, um, but he also, uh, just photography outside of the fetish community. So we've done landscape and portraits and family photos and we've never done a wedding, but, um, cause he's not confident enough to do that yet. Um, but we've got a shoot coming up like a, like a, like a ranch lifestyle. Like it's going to be all the horses and a couple like kind of engagement photos type. Um, so he uses me to practice. I mean, what, what else, you know? (laughs) Um, and so I've been doing a lot more studio shots with some editing. I try not to edit too much because I feel like, people should still be able to recognize me when they see me. And I never want to disappoint someone in person, you know, like, Oh shit, that's what she looks like in real life. Like, yeah. you know, so I don't like, um, no, 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 any of the catfish. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we try not to edit. Um, you know, if I've got a couple of mosquito bites that day, then I'll ask him to remove those from my, from my toe or my legs or whatever. But um, so yeah. Is so, there so, a um a schedule, a process, or is it just it? The schedule is based on what's going on in my personal life, as far as my family is concerned. I don't have the freedom or the liberty to just when you're when I'm feeling artistic, or when my husband's feeling artistic, or is in the mood to just get up and and start shooting. Um. So they have to be really planned out or it has to be one of those days when by pure coincidence, both of us have woken up extra early and we have a few extra hours while the kid is sleeping to kind of sneak in a set, Um, which is why I don't do too many customs. I only take a few customs a week because I really like to put effort into them. And I don't want to spread myself too thin. And quite honestly, I just don't have the, the privacy Sure, I can lock myself in my room sometimes, but then you hear like the kids playing outside or the neighbor mowing his lawn or, you know, it's just so much trouble sometimes. Um, 
Well, the, not to mention you both have day jobs. Right. And I think that's really the hardest part is that we have day jobs. We have completely opposite schedules. So our paths have to cross for a couple of hours or more. Like all the stars really have to align for us to have a photo shoot. Um, or I have to hire a babysitter or I have to, you know, I have to like find some way to get the family out of the house in order to do that. Because my 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 kids are not aware of any thing that I do. Um, add to that the, the podcast, which always comes first. You know, and if I used my free time, you know, to record a one and a half, two hour long episode, then that's it. Like, I don't have any other time for the week. So not to mention committed to doing this weekly because we're insane. Yeah, you know, we do get a lot of um, uh, we get commended a lot for doing it every week. Like, I guess a lot of people don't do that. They'll do three a month or twice a month or. Yeah. I don't know. And you can you can stop me at any time. But when we started this, now, granted, it was during the middle of quarantine. I quoted or paraphrased um, the Godfather of Soul, who was proud of the fact that he did 300 years, 300 shows a year, referred to himself as the hardest working man in show business. And I wanted that. I didn't necessarily want the title of it in podcasting, but I wanted that sort of ethic. Um, And I, I mean, it, I think it's really good that we have each other because on the days that you don't feel like it, I will push you to do it. And on the days that I don't feel like it, you push me to do it. So I think that speaks volumes about uh, how much we care about each other and how much we value each other. And I think that's really important. Um, And I think that's what makes it so good and consistent I mean, we should be consistent. We get so much. The few times that we haven't done it, we do get a little bit of hate mail. Like, oh, I really missed your po- your podcast. Or where's the episode? No new episode. You know, so. Mm. Um, yeah, I think if we can coast nicely to May, um, I don't know that we can avoid being in each other's presence, banging out more than one episode and be able to space those out over time and have, uh, you know, some some content that based on that energy of us being together which i think would be really good yeah yeah so but yeah it's 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 um it's hard to maintain a couple of different pages and and social media and it it is and like i commend you because you know you've got the any podcaster page which is you know yeah maybe you're not as much creating content in a photographic sense for that although you do uh, you're also creating content in a you know promotion sense, and you're you're still putting effort into creating content there. You're still putting out content pretty regularly on the uh, the foot fetish Instagram. Um, yes, the Twitter kind of then becomes either the roulette thing or other things from that shoot that you couldn't put on Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're maintaining an OnlyFans, which takes it to the next level. Yeah, and that's why I keep my OnlyFans free. Because I feel like if I was making someone pay for a membership per month, like they're paying to see my page, then I would be forced to to post more regularly um, and post different kinds of stuff because then they're paying for a membership and I don't think it's fair for them to pay for a membership and then I post once a week, you know, so, so I keep it free because that way they just can't complain. Right. Yeah, if they if tune they in do, today and it's, I'm like, like, it's the same um... as yesterday, well, they didn't pay for it, so they can move on. 
Right, yeah. Well, like, it's free. Calm the fuck down. (laughs) And then one um, day a week doing this podcast, and sometimes more than one day a week, either because we'll double up on recordings or because you'll uh, tap in to do some of the editing duties. So, you know, or just the you and I communicating for a day while we're working out or all the time we put into. And sorry, that that sounded harsh when I finished this sentence. All the time we put into working out with a guest before we get to the um to the episode and i made it sound like it's drudgerous that's not it i think i was just trying to say the audience doesn't quite it's time yeah time consuming how many hours did we spend trying to fix that that zoom thing for our last episode yes yeah we both put it was hours and hours and hours and hours of trying to, uh, I mean, there was a, a corrupted file or some shit, but whatever. The point is like, yeah, it takes, it definitely takes time. And for every minute that I post on the podcast page of recording, I've listened to 15 minutes before and, and 15 minutes after that to try to find that perfect minute to post, you know, um, and and then, like you said, all the prepare, all the preparation to get our guests on. Uh, I mean, sure, it's not difficult work, but it takes some time. Like, so it's not we ask somebody and then the next day they come on. Like, it's a lot of negotiation. Sometimes they want the questions beforehand. Sometimes we have to like follow up and wait and follow up and wait and follow up and get to know each other a little bit before. And that's why we become such good friends with our guests. It's because yeah, and and. For- figuring out a date and time in three different time zones when we record and then all of a sudden a funeral hop hops into the middle of it we have to move it off and we lose all that time and energy and then you and i have to scramble to put something else together in the slot that would have been theirs right yeah Yeah. there's always always so many moving parts on the backside here and you know uh, I'll say it. you're you're the uh, the hardest working woman in the the foot fetish world. Now, nah, somebody's gonna yell if I call you for that. sure. Uh, no, I'm definitely not the hardest working, but I do work really hard. Um, I I do. I mean, there there are people that are very um, they have a, a rigorous schedule when it comes to this. So they wake up, they dedicate you know from eight to ten to social media to responding to messages and from. 10 to 12 to taking photographs and all this stuff. And I just can't work that way. I'm, I am a procrastinator. Um, but I also have really strong work ethic. I work really hard. And also I like to put out quality stuff. So if something's not perfect, you know, not, not necessarily perfect, but not to my standards, then I do it over. I start over. I retake that picture. Like I haven't posted pictures of my new pedicure because I broke a toenail. And so I haven't, you know, posted any of the, of the content that I created because of that chipped toenail. That's really bothering me. So, <laughs> um, you know, and people think, Oh, you just point to your feet and, you know, record for five minutes, but that's not always the case. Like you not even close, you have to set up, you know, and like, I'm not going to say any names, but I'm going to say that somebody requested very specific photo sets from me, um, you know, with the, with very specific scenes. 
And despite their offer to like pay me top dollar or whatever, like I, I declined because I'm like, it was very specific. I'm talking like a full, and it was like, oh, I only want one picture. And I'm like, okay, yes, you want one picture, but I have to rearrange my living room to put a desk here so that we have the proper lighting to put a lamp here, to put, you know, whatever thing you want over here. And then you want this particular color nail polish. And then you want, you know, and it just, before you know it, I've spent two hours setting up and taking shit down. And then another hour capturing that perfect photo for you for one picture. So yeah. 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 yeah, It gets to uh, people. I'm like, and it's amazing. What you can do with just a ring light and a tripod, but at the same time, it's not just a ring light and a tripod. And um, even... sometimes I'm like, what is that on my wall? And then I got to grab the fucking 409 and spray that shit down and wipe it down because there's a dot on my wall that's going to really be distracting. And even <laughs> if you're going to back it off to as simple because there's there's no ridiculous <laughs> setup and it is as simple as a ring light and tripod. You're spending 25 minutes trying to find where the ring light and tripod are going to go that's going to capture the angle and not, you know, have all these pictures basically be of like your left hip and thigh because you're out of place or it's casting a crazy shadow or I mean, it's, it's insane. (laughs) I remember back in the day when I, you know, had my iPhone six or whatever, and that's what I used to use to, to make videos. My front facing camera was horrible and it had horrible, like just, grainy like it just wasn't uh, clear grainy and slightly fish-eyed i think they were and so i had to use the other end of the phone except if i did that i couldn't fucking keep my feet you know in in within the view like in the camera. yeah it's a smaller aspect is is a lot closer to square so what i would do is i would set up mirrors like on the wall and then and then use like some kind of a book or something to prop my phone on and then I would look at the reflection in the mirror to make sure that my feet were on camera the problem with that is that now it's far away I can't really see if it's focused and it was just oh god it was so much trouble I mean so much trouble for like what did I used to charge 25 bucks (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so I mean we've learned we learned right like I've learned as we've gone on um but at the same time seriously yeah all of this takes such an effort. And then for somebody like you who puts out even your candidates, uh, you still put out quality. You always do. And you, you know, you're saying you've backed off, but you're still putting out regular content and this show is content. And yeah, it's, it's amazing how much, and then you're also an employee, a wife and a mother. Right. Yeah. And I have a, a very demanding, well, actually just, I'm going to say I, I reduce the amount of hours that I work on my day job. Um, but it's still um, really demanding. I have a lot of responsibilities and, um, and I'm really involved um, with my family. So that is, you know, yeah, I've, 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 People always tell me, like, why can't you do this custom for me? It's just this. And I'm like, I'm really busy. And I already took two for the week or three for the week. So, no, you know. And then I, I think it, it 
makes it so much harder that my husband and I have opposite work schedules. So I just never have alone time. Like I can never say, take the kids for ice cream while I film this, you know, because, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it'll get easier as my, you know, my kids go off into the their own world. And I'm right now I have a toddler running around. So that makes it hard. But um, but yeah, you yeah, have the toddler's to not leaving the house anytime soon. Can't ship, well, can't like, ship a toddler off the college just yet. He'll go to school and at least I'll get, you know, like. Oh, yeah, you you'll know. have the, the school days at least free. Right. Yeah. So, um, no, but it really does take uh, a lot of hard work and dedication. And I'm not even one of the people that do like, I know that there's fetish models out there that have uh, different like costumes and different types of attire and different looks. And they have all these events going on. And I'm not even one of those, you know, type of fetish models. So I can't imagine how busy, how busy they are. So when people kind of mock the women that do this full time, you know, like they don't have nine to five and they do it full time. I'm like, you have no idea. Like your work day never ends. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then you have to pay taxes at the end of the year. So really how much money have, could we have possibly made in the year? I'm my own boss. Now I can work 24 seven. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have nothing but respect for the people who do this twenty four hour twenty four seven because they really do do it twenty four seven. And you know, someone like you who carries a day job and the responsibilities of uh, a regular adult human, and then does this, you know, you're you're putting in crazy hours. So, real quick, as we get near the end of this. Um, <laughs> We'd normally ask, uh, "What's in? What are your other fetishes? What's in your uh, toy box? What do you got upcoming? And where do we find you on social media?" I think we covered where do we find you on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, upcoming... and if you don't know by now, oh my gosh, I'm still gonna put them in the show. <laughs> uh, upcoming events, uh, we do have the Indian Top Toes reunion. Uh, that's a private event for just us, although. Um, maybe if people want to grab some coffee while we're together, uh, they can reach out to us if they think they're in the right area and we'll confirm or deny. <laughs> um, We'd what, love to have coffee with uh, coffee with some fans. Yeah, so what, what, what do you call that part of the state? Is that Southeast Texas? South. South Texas. So yeah. if you're going to be in the South Texas area in the middle of May and would like to have coffee with uh, Top Toes and Any, um, reach out to one of us and We'll see if we can make that happen. Uh, or come see us at uh, Texas Foot Parties in Austin on the Saturday, the 14th. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say 15th, but I know I've been saying that wrong. So that that Saturday, closest to that weekend. <laughs> um, come see us there. Uh, our friends at Texas Foot Parties will be so happy that you want to come out. And you'll get to see us. Mm-hmm. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Like, I'm not there at a session, but I will definitely give out hugs. And for free. (laughs) Ditto. (laughs) Um, We've been asked by our own friends, even, and the fans, um, when is going to be the next uh, virtual full party? Do we want to try to commit to doing that in April? fill up the gap between now and the uh the reunion yeah we would have to yeah we'd have to do it so let's say by mid to late april 
mid to late April. So uh, keep in touch and uh, follow us and follow our socials for um, that information. But we're going to start getting that together. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it for those questions. What's in my kink bag next? <laughs> I guess it would be what's in your kink bag. <laughs> what's, what's new in your kink bag? Fuck, I got a lot of new shit in my kink bag. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, I, I don't want to disclose too much personal information, but let's just say that I, um, had some new experiences recently. Um, and so in my kink bag, I now have a plexiglass paddle, which has become my absolute favorite. I've got like... Um, a couple of like ping pong looking paddles like kind of small and then I've got some like leather with grommets and I've got a couple of different whips uh, they're not whips what are they called with all the little tassel-y looking floggers floggers okay floggers yeah it's not, it's not a whip a couple different floggers different sizes and um, I've got uh, floggers with little feathers on them which work amazing for that um you know, to have the different kind of reactions where you're like doing soft and loving and then smacking with the other end and some crop. page out of my book on that one. Yeah, it works amazing. It's, it's amazing. Um, so I've got a bunch of new shit there. I've got a wonderful little sub that just bought, you know, bought me all, all that kind of shit. Um, and... Um, oh my gosh, normally in there, there's a couple of vibrators, a ton of anal plugs. Oh, the ones with the gems are, are my favorite. Um, I've got a foxtail in there somewhere that's attached to a beautiful silver anal plug as well. Um, some kitty ears, some lots of lube. (laughs) Beads. I uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think you've got more in your kink bag than I have in mine. And when we met, I think that was definitely not the the case. I know. I think when we met, I just had um. I may have had like a paddle or two, and uh, maybe a vibrator. <laughs> um, vibrators were actually pretty new to me. Um, I'm extremely sensitive. And I can't, um, like, they can't be directly on there. It's just too much for me. Um, so I, I, I tend not to have too many vibrators in my bags. But, um, you know, they're good for other stuff. Uh, so, yeah. So my kink bag is full of a bunch of shit right now. Uh, my kink bag is overflowing and it doesn't fit anymore. That's that's uh, amazing. That's excellent. <laughs> I, I almost think that needs to be a new, end, a new ending. And may your kink bag be overflowing. I love it. <laughs> that a is perfect... a great toast. We that have is. to remember that. We have yes. to remember that. May, may your kink bag be overflowing. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here and being my guest today. That's It's been a lot of fun. I hope you had fun. I hope you weren't too nervous. I can't believe you actually seemed nervous when we started, which was hysterical. I was we've been doing it. We've been doing this for three years. but I know, but you know, I've... I've you know i mean you've asked me questions before but i was 
uh, I was like, oh my gosh, what if you ask something that I'm completely, uh, you know, stumped with? <laughs> so, um, no, yeah, it's been fun. I didn't realize that I could possibly share any more with you guys. So, I think so there's been a lot of new revelations and I think that's fantastic. So if you so, made it this far, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being my guest and handing me the reins of the show for once. Thank you, listeners and viewers. As always, uh, we do this for you. And now uh, we do this to amuse ourselves, but we're glad you enjoy it as well. Um, it's always fun. We always love hearing from you. Uh, may your kink bag be always overflowing. And for those of you who've been masturbating to our voices this whole time, you're not welcome. to say it. There you go. <laughs> always, always welcome. <laughs> Very welcome. <laughs>